Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, joined here as always by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today? I'm doing great as always. I'm excited because the sports world is going crazy right now. We have playoff baseball, hockey starts tonight, and of course we have week five of the NFL season. Yeah, and soon enough the NBA will be upon us too, and uh, we have a lot to uh, look forward to as sports fans. But here on the We Know Fantasy Podcast, we are talking about fantasy football, of course. Uh, Fro, real quick, where do the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. We, like I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. can be found on Twitter and Instagram as well as Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Uh, both of Fro and I have uh, openings in our premium service subscribers. Uh, it's a exclusive you know, content. It, it's, it's a paid service that is guaranteed to help you win your matches, win your leagues, and things of that nature. So hit us up on our social medias if you're interested in that. Uh, visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com. There you'll find some great articles from our great uh our great group of contributors, uh, the Locking Keys by Mike, Player Rankings by Cody, B Team by myself, Buy Low, Sell High by Steven. And of course, we have Brian and Megan doing breaking news and things of that nature on there as well. So check that out. Uh, remember, every Monday, I come out with my Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast that can be found on uh, now this channel on Mondays around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow will be something new. Tomorrow will be the first edition of the We Know Fancy Contributors podcast where uh tomorrow will be steven cody and brian will coming at you with different per- perspective uh some different things to talk about so back to back we know fancy podcast for you guys so that's a, a lot of great things happening here in the we know fancy world so after that's done let's kick things off here let's talk about some fantasy football let's talk about some headline news let's talk about the minnesota vikings here uh the question remains i'm, I'm getting flooded what do we do with stefan diggs and adam Thillion? What is there to do? Are, are we to panic? Are we to wait? What's what's the situation here, Fro? Oh, absolutely panic. I mean, this is crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to panic just yet on this situation, but it is, it's not a huge surprise because when I was doing my research over the uh, the last few months before the season even started, I kind of I kind of saw a trend that was coming where the Vikings were going to run the ball quite a bit. But I didn't think they were going to run it this much. I thought if they were going to run the ball this much, if anything, it was going to open up some some play action down the field. Because for the last two years, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, they were just two guys you could just set it and forget it in your lineup without any question. And this year, it's the complete opposite. They have been absolute duds. It's been horrible. But just to put some numbers in perspective, the Vikings have thrown the ball 99 times and ran the ball 621 times. Oh, wow. That is 30, just, under, <laughs> yeah, just, just under 14% passing and 86.3% rushing attempts. The Vikings are last in passing attempts, and the next closest team is three and a half more than them. So they're throwing the ball four times less than the next closest team in the NFL. You can't win games in the NFL by running the ball that much. And what's even crazier is Dalvin Cook is coming off a big injury from the last year. And, you know, they're going to run him into the ground. And if they ever make if they make the playoffs or they're trying to make a playoff push and Dalvin Cook isn't healthy, we're going to see what happened with Todd Gurley last year with Dalvin Cook. So, you know, it's not a huge surprise as far as me because I have seen this before. I've seen – I was seeing the trend last year. It's, you know, it's just a product of the offensive coordinator they brought in last year after uh, John D. Flippo got fired, and I'm pretty—I know John D. Flippo pretty well because he was the uh, Eagles quarterback coach the year we won the Super Bowl. So uh, we all saw how well he did with Carson Wentz and then Nick Foles. 
But then the Vikings decided to to bring in the new offensive coordinator, fire John D. Flippo, and Kirk Cousins' pass attempts went from 40 per game to 27 per game. And he's actually at 25. He's less than 25 this season. So Adam Thielen has already been publicly, you know, frustrated about this. So I can see that we're going to see some improvement. There have been some rumors about Stefan Diggs not practicing for undisclosed reasons. Maybe there's a trade going on. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, if you're, if you're going to be this dedicated to the run, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely other weaknesses on this Minnesota team. You can, you can improve, you know, the offensive line is still pretty shaky, although they're running it a thousand times per game, you know, the defense gives them improvement. So if they're looking to, you know, say swap a Stefan Diggs, who's still uh, a young player who is still very talented to another team to improve, if they're going to go all in, you know, to win with, you know, what they have with the system they're trying to produce this run first system it makes sense but i i know i'm not buying anything i think stefan Diggs is going to stay there and i think like you said the 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 whole adam Thielen coming out of the media this whole situation is going to blight a fire with this team and they're going to start you know throwing the ball a bit more you know kirk cousin is had a 5,000 yard passing season before he's a he's i don't like him I, he's not that good of a quarterback but he is capable he can air it out he can uh, make these connections and he has the players to do it with it so it's just a matter of time before i think the minnesota vikings get things clicking and um get things going with these two guys actually over the next five games they have a very very favorable schedule they have the new york giants philadelphia eagle detroit lions washington and the chiefs so those are great five great defenses to go against long Lions not so much, but the four of those five teams, very weak secondaries that, uh, you know, if they were to try to make this push to become a more pass first, not say a pass first, but a more, you know, pass friendly offense. Now's the time to do this because they have some great options coming up and some great, uh, a great schedule to do it against. Okay, so a lot there, a lot to digest about the Minnesota Vikings. I know we're both getting flooded with questions on our timelines and our, de- our DMs about what to do with these guys. Do we play them? Do we not? And uh, just an insight there, you know, wait and see what happens. I'm not jumping ship myself. The fraud just said he's waiting out a little bit, but if we're another week or two before things, you know, get better, then we can panic, but we're only four weeks deep. We're entering week five. You know, the season's a quarter way over. Let's take a deep breath and see how it plays out. Yeah. And I just got to add to that quick. I guess the biggest thing is, you know, if depending on what your record is right now, like if, if you have digs and or Thielen, chances are you're probably no better than two and two because you drafted them early you know, if you're 0 and 4, 1 and 3, or 2 and 2, you probably have Diggs, but if or Thielen, but if you if you are, if you do have those two, and somehow you have a winning record, I would keep starting them. You know, because whatever you're doing is working. But if you have a losing record or you're 500 and you have them, I mean, at this point, they are not worth anything. Stephon Diggs right now is worth like a peanut, and Adam Thielen is worth maybe a pack of peanuts. You know, they're not worth much of anything. So you kind of have to stick with what you're doing and maybe sit them. Maybe sit them for the next week if you're if you're really that concerned about it. You know, there's plenty of guys on the waiver wires that can safely get you between you know 12 and 15 points a week, which these two guys have have tough times even doing that. And again, it's not a knock against these guys. These guys are extremely talented. Uh, you know, yeah, receivers. It's the system. It's a system, and it's what it's what's happening there. And uh, there's nothing they can do about it. So. Let's uh let's hop on to another segment here with the Minnesota Viking talk behind us. We're gonna talk about a few players here, some lesser owned players to buy pretty much I guess we'll say low on now. Some of these guys are pretty hot and heating up, and I know we kind of missed the mark here. One guy I'll talk about in the waiver wire. But uh I guess I'll kick things off. 
Um, I'm going to go Chris Herndon in the New York Jets. He's owning 26% of Yahoo and 10.4% of ESPN leagues. He, he returns next week, not this week, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he served a four-game suspension, and the Jets had their bye week four. So, you know, it's week five now, and he'll be back week six. So with with that, I talked about this guy on the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast that came out on Monday. Um, this is to get, you know, buy him now in a sense of buying low because chances are he's available on your Waiver Wire for one. For two, he's not playing. So if someone has him stashed and they have, like he's, like the first said, an 0-4 or 1-3 record, you can probably come in with a you know a decent offer to scoop this guy up. And he's a very talented tight end. He was one of the hottest tight ends at the, at the end of the season last year, uh, over the whole entire second half of the season last year. And the Jets just don't have that good of a receiving corp to you know really compliment De- uh, Sam Darnold. So Hernan comes in, becomes that safety blanket, comes that go-to target, you know, racks up those points. Sam Darnold practice today. Uh, for the first time since he's been diagnosed with uh, mono, so that's promising news. So maybe these two, you know, come back at the same time in week six and they re- uh, reconnect with that, uh, you know, that that connection they had last year that was really, uh, you know, put in a fire underneath the fantasy football community. Yeah, I love Chris Hearn, and I've actually I had him stashed in in one of my twelve man leagues this whole season. You know, for the main reason that tight ends are very difficult to to get. In general, you know, and you're getting you're getting a tight end one coming in in, in uh, by week six with with Herndon, and Darnold should be back by week six. I don't know if he's going to play this week. It won't really that won't affect Herndon, obviously. But you know, it's in a league I drafted Vance McDonald, and then I draft I drafted uh, Chris Herndon uh, late, and then I stashed him. And you know, Vance McDonald is hurt and now. I'm just kind of waiting for Chris Herndon to come back to kind of plug right into that spot and. Sam Darnold is the engine that makes this Jets offense go, and he's he's going to make Chris Herndon look like one of the best tight ends in the league. It's not even going to be a question. Yep, can't wait for that. Okay, do you have any people here, Fro? Anyone to buy low on? Well, not really, because I've already pretty much bought low on players I was going to buy on. A lot of the the buy low players I've I read over for you, I've actually already told my premium clients to buy on. So I'm kind of heading to game all the ones we've already talked about. Um, but I'll kind of, I guess I'll go over the one that you have next here with Jalen Samuel. Okay. Because, I mean, as you called it, Connor was going to struggle this year. You know, it's that offensive line I thought was going to be much better, but the Steelers cannot do anything down the field. They just cannot do anything down the field with Mason Rudolph. And you saw uh, Jalen Samuels, he was in the Wildcat a couple of times. He threw. Or he well, he had some tap passes to uh, James Conner, which actually are they count as completions. He had three quote completions that you know he just tapped it six inches to James Conner. One of them went for a touchdown, so technically Jalen Samuels had, had a touchdown pass. But uh, it's it's really it's really cool to see. It is really cool to see that how Mike Tomlin is kind of getting creative with the short game. But Jalen Samuel is going to be a guy he could his floor could be as as high as like ten points every single week just based on the. You know, the, the small catches he's going to get here and there and how involved he'll have to be going forward without Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's a guy I've been high on, you know, like DeFro said. I'm I'm not a James Conner guy. Uh, actually, I'll talk highly of him later in this podcast, oddly enough. But uh, I just like the way that the, the, the Steelers are finally getting this guy involved. When James Conner went down last at the end of last year, uh, Jalen Samuel st- stepped in a very, very talented pass catching back, and he proved that with eight receptions last week. But the stat that really caught my eye was, Mason Rudolph completed 24 passes on that Monday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals and 16 of those were to running backs. So eight of them were to Samuel. So uh, a third of his completions were to Jalen Samuel himself and another eight were to James Conner. So it's, 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 it's promising moving forward. This is the Steelers. Now this is what we're dealing with. The, what, what, this is what the Steelers are. Uh, they're going to be this, you know, 
get you where you can take advantage of the outside, you know, short pass here, short pass here, and maybe, you know, like they completed that one to pass over the top. Uh, that, that'll come out of surprise with Juju or, you know, Johnson or thing of that nature. But yeah, James James is a guy who's owning less than half percent of both leagues on Yahoo and ESPN. So if you're available to scoop him up, if you can trade low on this guy, he's going to have a great season. Like the fro said, he's going to be that PPR back, you know, like a, like a Chris Thompson. That's like a 10 to 12, you know, floor each week moving forward. And here's another guy I am in love with for some reason. That's Philip Dorsett, the New England Patriots. Uh, like I said, I'm in love with this guy. Um, so far through four games, Josh Gordon has 18 targets. Joel Edelman is 17 and uh, Dorsett is 16. And that was one of the games where, you know, there was a game in there where Antonio Brown played, which, you know, kind of mm-hmm. removed Dorsett from that game. So, <laughs> yeah, he's also Antonio Brown. Remember when he was in the league? Um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Uh, filter set also is averaging 13 yards per catch. And you know, this New England, this New England team isn't, you know, this huge dynamic offense, but they're one that chip away. They're going to get their completions. And, and Dorsett seems to have this quick connection here with uh, Tom Brady. So moving forward, I love this guy and I have him a lot of leagues and he's owning uh 62% of Yahoo and 35.1% of ESPN leagues. So if you can scoop this guy up, go for it. Yep. And they're playing the Redskins who have given up the second most fancy points to wide receivers. So uh, get him in your lineup. Good week for that. All right, so let's talk about here. We just talked about some buy low players. Here's, I guess this could be uh, another segment of buy low here, but uh, we're going to go with which of the early picks, you know, a first, second, or third round pick that's underperforming right now is set to catch fire, the takeoff, and we're going to talk about some that are uh, are set to bust. So I have a few here, so uh, I'm going to run through them. Uh, First off, we'll start with the ones that I expect to, you know, catch fire and take off. And I'm going to start here with my main man, Todd Gurley. So the plan for Gurley this entire season was to start slow to ease him into things because you saw last year when they burned him out, they didn't have him for the playoffs, they didn't have him for the you know playoff push at the end of the season. So they're trying to ease him into the season to make sure he's available at any you know you know limiting his touches even though he's still getting 15 chances per game. But last week, even though the 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 Rams lost a 55 to 40 game, Todd Gurley was heavily involved with that 11 catches out of the backfield and had a very very good game. So expect more of that out of. Gurley moving forward, you know, uh, the further we get into the season, you know, the more important the games are for not only your fantasy football matchup, but for the Rams to, you know, they're in a tough division now. They're, they're not like a shoe in to make the playoffs. They're, what are they, two and two right now? So, um, or three and one, what are they? Are? Three and uh, one. They have, yeah, they just lost. Three and one. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're not, you know, they're playing the four ers of that division, Seahawks in that division. They have a pretty tough schedule. So they're going to be coming down some games that are crucial to either maybe get like, like a home field advantage. So they're going to have to have Todd Gurley healthy. And this is the perfect time at the end of the season when they need Todd Gurley to go off and you're in the fantasy football playoff championships or in the semifinals, one of that nature, that he's going to be there for you and he's going to put some fantastic points for you at the end of the season. Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's funny because, like, Todd Gurley, he only had five rushing attempts last week and – Two of them were touchdowns, but then he had 11 targets, you know, so his his targets are going up, but his rushing attempts are going down. And what made Todd Gurley Todd Gurley the last few years is his ability to catch the ball. So, I mean, his his rushing attempts are going to go up. You know, he's averaging closer to eight, anywhere between eight and 10 rushing attempts. If he can average eight rushing attempts and eight targets the rest of the season, he's going to be fine. Yeah, and he's a guy that I bought in a lot of leagues, and I he's going to be fine moving forward. I'm excited for that. Um, here's a guy, oddly enough, you know, a guy I, I talked crap on all offseason, James Conner. We just talked about crap this early this season. I think he's set to have a pretty good ending of the season, and the same reason I like Jalen Samuels, the same reason I like James Conner. The running back's going to be so involved in that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. You know, like Mason Rudolph is very limited as a passer. Can't really get the ball down the field. They don't have the time to get the ball down the field. So as we saw that Monday Night Football game where they, you know, beat up on the Bengals, even though it is the Bengals. So there's that. 
But I think James Conner is going to have a, have a good end of the season. He's a good catching uh, pass catching back. He proved that last game with eight receptions. You know, caught some from Jaden Samuel, as you just said, uh, if you want to count that. But uh, there's a lot of ton of value here with James Conner moving forward. So if you bought him in the first or second round, first off, I told you not to do that. Uh, second off, he's not going to play like a first or second round player, but he's set to do a lot better than he is so far. And my last, you know, underwhelming player that is set to take off. I'm going to go Odell Beckham Jr. So last week he had just, I think, four points. Uh, but the Browns just had their biggest road victory of, of probably the last 10 to 20 years against the, the against the Ravens last week. So they're, they're, they're ready to catch fire. Even though they're going to lose this week, I'll put my money on it. They're not going to beat the 49ers money in football. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, 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 they're catching fire. They're getting their momentum. They're getting their swag, as you would say. They have so many primetime games. This is their third. I guess the 49ers this will be their third primetime game of the season so far through four games. So they're on TV a lot, and they're going to, you know, but they have Baker Mayfield there, and he's going to get going with OBJ. So if you're an OBJ owner, hold tight. It's coming. It's coming, I promise. And let's talk about a few busts here. Oh, we'll run through these quick. These are pretty obvious. I'm sure you can probably name two of these off the top of your head before I even say a word. Uh, we'll go Juju Smith-Schuster. This has nothing to do with him. He's very talented. I had him as my wide receiver four entering the season. Nothing against the dude. I love him. I thought he was going to go off with Big Ben throwing the ball. The only problem is Big Ben's not throwing the ball. Mason Rudolph can't get him the ball. He's trying it, I guess, in a sense, but just can't do it. So uh, I guess he can chalk up Juju Smith-Schuster this season as a bust, and it's not his fault. Uh, another bust here that isn't their fault is Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is an obvious one as well, but the situation there is that offensive line is arguably the is the worst in the league. They got sacked by, or any dog got sacked by the Steelers eight times on Monday Night Football. That's embarrassing. And they were just coming at will. They didn't even have to try uh, to get through this offensive line. It, it's beaten up by injuries and, and things of that nature. So nothing against Joe Mixon. Again, he's a workhorse, a talented back. Uh, Personally, not a guy I like because of his off-the-field issues he had at Oklahoma. But anyways, he's a very good player, and he's a bust this year. He was a second-round back uh, taken because of his workhorse ability. But sadly, it's just not there for him this season. And another guy I'm calling a bust is Sonny Michelle. We talked about this guy. He has some decent value in it right now. But, you know, with that whole situation we talked about last week with the injury of the fullback, I just don't think the running game is going to be as strong, and Michelle is not a pass catching back. He doesn't have the ability to do that, so uh, I'm fading him as well for the re- for the rest of the season. A lot of get through there. A lot of a lot of uh, content coming at you at uh, warp speed. So uh, the last part of our podcast, if you guys are a regular listener, you know what's coming at you. It's our must starts for week five. How are we five weeks deep of the, of the fantasy football season already? It's going it's so unreal. fast. Unreal. <laughs> it's going so fast, but uh. Yep, we're going to talk about our must-starts. Um, how many do you have this week, Fro? Uh, I got three. Like last okay. week, I got three to give you this for right now, and the rest will come at the end of the week. All right, and as always, I go uh, position by position. So since you have three and I have five, I do my math right, five or six, I'll start it off. My quarterback this week is Jacoby Brissett against, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So Brissett is coming off uh, – Arguably the best two games of his career, uh, at least you know back-to-back performances. He threw for 310 yards and two touchdowns against the Falcons, then came back with 265 and three against the Raiders. So he's playing the Chiefs this year, which uh, have allowed the eighth most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks. It's going to be a shootout. Going to be a lot of chances to throw the football. So I'm buying Brissett this week. Yeah, I like that one. I definitely like that one. Uh, so for my QB of the week, I know Nate is very familiar with this man, the one, the only. Never die, Jameis Winston. 
My he, man, he my man. Lit up the Rams last week. Who actually were oh, one of the God. better better secondaries coming into that game. One of the top five secondaries coming into that game. Maybe even better than that. And uh, he lit them up for almost 30 points because we told you. It just took a little time. He had back-to-back 25 points and then 29-point performances. Now he gets the Saints, who have allowed the second most fancy points to quarterbacks. Jameis Winston is your must-start of the week. Yeah, if you know us, we're Jameis Winston truthers. We love the dude. Uh, we catch so much crap because of our love for Jameis Winston. It's, it's all fantasy football based in his value that you can draft him and what he gives for you. So we constantly get tweeted about that when he throws a pick or something. People always tag us about our boy Jameis. So my running back of the week is Austin Eckler against the uh, Denver Broncos. I know, I know you're probably like, hey, Malvin Gordon's back. What are you doing here? Hold your horses. For everyone asking, question here do you know who Raquel Armstrong is Raquel Armstrong uh, I do not I've heard the name and I heard he's been doing something but I don't know who that is uh, okay that's the answer I was looking for he's the backup uh, running back there in Jacksonville and he actually went for 50 yards and a touchdown against the De- Denver Broncos that just shows how bad that Denver Broncos run defense is bad. Uh, bad. Leonard Fournette had a career day 245 yards and then this no name Raquel Armstrong goes for 50 and a touchdown this defense is awful, and Austin Eckler right now is the second highest scoring fantasy non-quarterback scoring fantasy player out there right now. So you think the Chargers are going to stop giving the guy the ball because you know uh, Gordon's coming back? No, Eckler's going to get his touches. He's going to get a lot of them. Uh, it's going to be more like what you talked about this last week: 50-50 split. There, don't let Melvin score. You. Let, uh, don't let Melvin Gordon scare you because Austin Eckler is a baller and he's going to get his chances especially against this week Denver Broncos run defense. Yeah, that is a that's a it's a safe 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 play as far as who to start there because Melvin Gordon that's a little bit riskier. We don't quite know what's going to happen there yet. But my next player, I'm going to go with the wide receiver and I've talked about this man to start the season. I just hope 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 him and Deshaun Watson can get it going because my man Will Fuller, he's been playing 96% of the snaps Averages nearly six targets a game and is tied for the ninth most deep targets per game. Going up against a Falcons defense who's well known for giving up a lot of deep touchdowns. So we saw last week that Deshaun Watson almost connected with Will Fuller. It's been so many times that it's only been inches from just Will Fuller just breaking away or just snagging a touchdown. It just got slightly overthrown. But this is the week for Will Fuller. I really hope that they can get going there because I have a $50 bet on Deshaun Watson to win the MVP, and I really need this to happen because it's a very nice Dude, payday if it happens. Need to start now. My wide receiver of the week, uh, we just talked about this guy as well, Adam Fillion. I'm going for it. I know this is a pretty gutsy move here after we just talked him down and how bad he's been performing. But, you know, he came out in the media. He was public against Kirk Cousin. I think he said something about how his wife could throw better than Kirk, their court. <laughs> something like that. I didn't hear that. Was, it was something, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. But yeah, he was, he was, he's been, uh, you know, uh, against Kurt and, you know, I think this lights a fire underneath him. I think, you know, this is a game to do with the New York giants has given up the set. Uh, what is it? The fourth most points to opposing receivers. So I think this week is that week that, you know, they put their differences behind him. Kurt cousin starts firing out of the gate and throw it to Adam Thillian a lot this week. So if you have them in your, in your lineup, put them in, trust me, it's going to be a good week for an Adam Thillian owner. Yeah. Like you talked about there. Nice matchups coming, and you know th- we've seen in this league when you know wide receivers complain 
because they're not getting the ball. Well, guess what? Next week they're getting the ball, and that's going to be this week. So uh, my third and final must start. And let me keep. Let me just kind of put this disclaimer out there. These quote must start players for me. They're always more like streaming options. You're gonna play your studs, obviously, but with the bye weeks, injuries, suspensions, and such. If you're really looking for a play at tight end, Tyler Eifert is going up against the Cardinals, who have allowed the most yard or the most fantasy points to tight ends the entire season and it's not even close like we're talking at least two or two or three points more per game so Tyler Eifert I know he hasn't done too much this season but if it's going to happen it's going to happen this week all right my tight end I'm going to still ride that, that Will Disley wagon as I have been for the last three weeks he's coming against the Los Angeles Rams I know we talked about them they're a good defense a good secondary they just let 55 points up to Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers and Disley has become Wilson's go-to guy, his favorite receiver. We thought it would be, be a locket, but out of nowhere, here comes Disley, especially in the red zone. It's definitely Disley. So he's a guy that was in the waiver wire, readily available the last like three weeks. So there's chances you have him with another tight end. You could have him stacked with a you know a stud tight end. This week, Disley's going to have a great week. And uh, if you own him and you have a you know a stud tight end, you could think about moving Disley or the stud tight end to improve your roster elsewhere. Yeah, he's been he's been so reliable. He was a great fill-in last week. Had a nice matchup, but I mean, he just had three games in a row that have just been lights out. How can you not start the guy? Yeah, and this this actually surprised me because he start he did this last year too in the second half of the season last year, where he was lighting up defenses, and, and this year he got no respect coming in the draft. So yeah, until um, he got hurt last year, he was so good. Yeah, yeah, he was very good, and you know, and. Uh, I've always preached this. Russell Wilson loves his tight ends. Look what Jimmy Graham did there. Of course, it's Jimmy Graham. He was at one time one of the greatest tight ends ever touched the football field. But um, you can't say that much anymore there in Green Bay. But he loves the tight end. He throws the ball so much to tight end. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been a Disney guy since last year. So if you have him this week, start him. And uh, I guess I froze out of players. I don't really have a player to go, but I'll go with my defense. And if you, uh, you know, follow me, my, def- my streamable defense of the week in article form drop. On every Tuesday on our website at weknowfantasy.com. Not at weknowfantasy.com. It's weknowfantasy.com. So uh, check that out there. So my streamable defense of the week and my defense to start is, for I would like to hear this, the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Jets. It's simple. Luke Falk is very bad at football. Um, He's starting for the Jets because Sam Darnold is not there because he's mono. Um, So it's – I don't know what else to talk about this. Uh, Yeah, the – I know Judd, Darnold practice has been practicing, but I don't know if he's going to play. Today there's was his first difference. day back to practice. Yeah, but, yesterday know, he was. Contact. Yeah, there's a big difference. He can't, yeah, he can't get hit with mono because of the enlarged spleen. It's very dangerous. But uh, I'm actually, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very dangerous. You know, he, he should probably stop making out with, you know, with girls with mono. That would probably solve the issue. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, obviously they have the Eagles coming up. I'm actually going to be at that game, which is going to be awesome. So I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be proud. I'm going to be cheering pretty hard. Hopefully Darnold's not there, but if he is, it's just going to make it you know, more interesting. But uh, if Sam Darnold is there, then Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder get very interesting and fancy. Of course, of course. And uh, I'll give you an honorable mention defense just because I love this defense and this matchup so much is the Tennessee Titans against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have turned the ball over 10 times thus far this season. And, you know, uh, I think the, ten- the Titans have like six takeaways so far. So there are going to be a lot of takeaways by the Tennessee Titans defense this week. And they were readily available in leagues last night. So, that's it for today's show. Um, it was a good one. A lot of content there. 
You know, we're, we're four weeks deep. You know, if you're one and three or two and two, don't panic. The playoffs are still attainable. All you have to do is get to the playoffs for a chance to win. All you have to do, who cares if you're the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever your, your you know, your playoff season is, all you have to do is make the playoffs. So don't panic right away. Don't, you know, trigger sell everything. Trust in your gut. Trust in the guys you drafted. And keep plugging along. Follow our advice because we'll help you get to the playoffs where you need to be. So, 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 Fro, where do people find you on social media? Oh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. And if you would be interested in joining our group chat, we still have a couple more openings in there. It's been it's nonstop. We talk a lot about football, a little bit about sports betting. It's a fun time. Great group of guys. Hit me up, DM. I'll get you that link. All right. Yeah, it is a great source of information. You know, if it's the Fro's not leading the discussion, there's a lot. A lot of people in there talking about fantasy football, talking about football in general. So if you're looking for a place to chat with some fantasy football enthusiasts, check that out. Uh, remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our Facebook for more fantasy football content, and including an archive of all of our podcasts, if you wish to check them out, at WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, remember to check back Monday for the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast, and tomorrow for the first ever uh, We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast with Cody Steven. And Brian, going to be a good one. Can't wait for that to come out. And, uh, you know, more content coming out from the We Know Fantasy gang. So uh, that's it for today. Um, hope you guys have a good week. Hope you have a successful week. Hope you win your matchups. Unless you're playing me, then I hope you don't lose your, your winning matchups. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace.